Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. Take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Good evening, Peter. Let's do a sound check. Okay, let's do a sound check. Um, you're coming in. You're coming in pretty good. One uh, tweak. Just make sure that microphone arm is about down next to your mouth. A little bit closer. Say something for me. Let okay. me test you. Can okay. you hear me? Okay. Uh, I'll say something there. Hang on. I'll just turn off MixLR. Okay. Good. You're coming through yeah. loud and clear. Welcome aboard, Peter. Got the headset Peter. on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you sound good. Got that. All right. Strong, Jeez, strong connection. And you can hear me this yeah. time, right? I can hear you now. Yes. I didn't fall asleep. You just couldn't hear me before. That's where we get everybody in a headset because yeah. I, I have that happen quite a bit with people on uh, computers. But nowadays, everybody seems to be doing that by default because they also do video on Zoom and they don't like the look of headsets. Many people for... For that reason, don't wear headsets, but you just can't get better audio than with a mic right next to your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or hear better. Yeah, man. Um, praise the Lord. Praise. Well, it's it's good to be here with you tonight, Peter. We're running a little bit late. That was Terry L. Cook. Yeah. I want to thank Terry for coming on tonight. You know, um, just to wind up our last program, you know, we tried in America to change things. It wasn't about worship of a man. It was about having to go through eight years after eight years after eight years of wickedness in our country, seeing our men and women sent off to war. Can't get it much Seeing yeah. our country torn apart, people crooked, and saying, Dear God, please, not another eight years of Obama, not another eight years of the Clintons, not another eight years of the Bush cartel who brought down the Trade Center and sent us to war. We're still fighting that war 20 years later. Please give us a reprieve. It wasn't about worship of a man. 
it was about trying to get a reprieve for our country. And I'm speaking to my fellow Americans right now. And you know what? We had it for four years. The president was fought tooth and nail. One attack after the next. He survived it all. He made a couple bad choices on cabinet picks. Peter, I think your headset came unplugged, brother. Hello. Um, is your jack still plugged in your computer? Hang on there. Because uh, I think it, setting up the, it got pulled out and you went back to webcam. Just setting up the headphones. Oh. That's that. That's it? You're on headphones? That's, that's yes, I'm sir. on the headphones. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I just want to uh, clarify. It's, it wasn't about worship of a man. You know, it was given a damn. Yeah. About our country. Yeah. It was and caring, you know what? right? Four years. Caring about the it's, good. It's and caring. Not it's, uh, crazy it's caring. Evil. It's yeah. about having to talk to people who would make wisecracks about my home. Oh, America's a has been. They threw us on the bus. They took all the money they could. But when the money runs out, we don't want anything to do with you. Now, that's at the same time our American State Department, CIA, is over there trying to topple governments. Oh, yeah. We've had our share of sowing wickedness around the country. That's a reason people hate us, too. You know, there's been good and bad about the country, but it's a country I still love. And I cared about enough to even vote living 27 hours away from home. I can't say so much about many who could have voted, get off their butt and go down to the voting poll and wouldn't do it, or even wouldn't mail in their mail-in ballot, for goodness sakes. But, you know, that's like crying over spilled milk. We lost. We all have to take some take some blame from the president on down, each one of us, who didn't do enough to save America. America's gone now. I'm sorry. It's not coming back. I'm not going to be in denial. And where I'm going with this is I've had to reconcile that it's now time to write our letters to our family, like soldiers did, and they put in their pocket, because when they died in battle, they would grab your dog tags, they would check your pocket, see if you had a one last letter, and they would mail that back to the family. It's time to write that letter, put it in your pocket, lock and load, get on the boarding craft, and let's set off to storm the beaches of hell. Like they went to Normandy Beach to stop the demonically possessed Nazis. And many of them died that day as they were getting off the boarding craft. Others pushed through, encountered horrors that we cannot even imagine, and took those bunker nests and then destroyed the enemy and pushed on to victory. We've got to do the same, folks. Our victory lies at the shoreline of heaven. And we may have to lay our lives down. As scary as that thought is. But it's time to man and woman up. That's what God has called us to do. Don't ask me why he didn't call another generation. And others have given their lives. Don't get me wrong. But I think we're the final generation that will have to contend with the beast. The mark and everything that goes along the war and the saints. And it's time to... Election's over, folks. It's time to set our sights on winning some souls, storming the beaches of Normandy, if you will, and prepare to die and meet your Maker. Be ready to meet Jesus. Most of us are going to die before we see Him. There will be very few that will be alive remaining to see Him at the last trump. If this reality scares you, 
Better to be scared now, overcome that fear, and settle in your mind, you know what, Jesus deserves it. Or I can go out into eternity a coward. I can just try to run from it. There's nowhere to run from this, folks. Satan's going to take over the whole world. You might as well take a demon scalp on the way out. If Satan's going to make war on us, Peter, it's time to make war on him. And sometimes I have to get angry to whip myself up into kamikaze mode because that's what it's coming down to. And this isn't a war we fight in the flesh, but in the spirit. And you've got to be willing to die if you're going to make a difference. For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. If you can overcome the fear of dying, the fear of going to jail. I spent 23 days in a jail cell. You can make it. The fear of losing your head, folks, then what else can the devil do? He'll say, this person's nuts. I can't stop them. Worst thing I do is kill them. They're not afraid of that. They want to die for Christ. And they're not willing to back down. That's where we've got to be. It's time to become militant for the Lord Jesus Christ in the spirit, not in the flesh. Make war on the host of hell. Let's win some souls for Jesus. Let's cast out some devils. Let's send some of them out in body bags. Okay? And let's never stop speaking the truth and remain silent. Or the blood is on our hands that we didn't do something when we had an opportunity to. Because maybe one day we will have no more opportunity to do what we're doing here tonight. Or for you to share the gospel wherever you're at with somebody. With that micro-sermon out of the way, we're glad to have Peter Whiffen here on the program tonight. He's come to you all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Peter, welcome back. Hey, cheers. Cheers and blessings, uh, Shannon. Cheers to everybody. Praise the Lord. It's um, interesting times, you know, as everyone's describing. And um, the world is... At the moment, seems like a big disappointment, and um, it's understandable. It's not the same world I grew up in, that's for sure. <laughs> but <coughs> what is the same, you know, Shannon? You know that God Almighty's the same. Our wonderful Creator, who loves us, and despite what men are doing, what the devil's doing what others are doing. He says he stays the same. He doesn't change, does he? So in these particular times, we can, we can rely on that. You know, it, I believe it's a great idea to look for the faithfulness of the Lord. How, how amazingly faithful he is. Oh, man, Shannon, here in Australia, um, we've had deliverances all week. Um, you know, got a girl came in and and her, uh, her dad brought her in. And, um, yeah, she's a she's a woman, really. And uh, but, you know, had totally gone backslidden, you know, into all the things of the world, got fully demonized. But it's turned back to God. She came clutching the Bible and as soon as she sat down, she manifested. As soon as those demons saw me, <laughs> they, they manifested. The 
found myself saying, you know, you shouldn't have let her come here. You, you made a big mistake letting her get here. And um, she vomited out spirits for four hours. We we had, we were in the garden, you know, sitting around the outdoor table and um, other people were milling around too and they could hear the screams. These things screamed as they come out. But, you know, what did I get out of all of that? What did we see? I was It was a privilege to, to show her that our Creator loves us. He's never left us and never will leave us. We, we leave him, but he, he never leaves us. You know, we all have challenge. Well, it. We all have challenges, um, and um, you know, had um, had the good leader got in, we could have all breathed out for a little while, and the prosperity and the blessings and that, you know, I believe would have flowed. But now we're going to see the dark. That you know, in the dark room, the light shines brighter. <laughs> We can all sit back and watch the show now because they're going to fight each other, I believe. They're going to quarrel with each other. They're going to they're going to realize that they had it good for a little while. And um, what's going to happen? The world, people of the world are going to get in more slavery, get ripped off more and more poverty. But us Christians, us believers, who they say are the crazy ones, <laughs> we're the crazy ones. But but what are we? What are we? Here's something. You know what happens right now when we when we sit down and we talk about Jesus, and we talk about how wonderful he is and all the beautiful things about him. Well, in Malachi 3.16, Then they that feared the Lord spoke often to one another, and the Lord hearkened. What? He's listening. The Lord listened. The Lord hearkened, took notice. You think you might be on your own? I've thought that. But the more I go along in this walk with Jesus, the more and more I start to realize we're not on our own. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. So the Lord hearkened. They didn't know he was there and heard it. And look what happened. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord. Wow, there's another book. There's a book of life, the book of the Lamb. But there's another book called the Book of Remembrance. Mm. A book of remembrance was written before him. So Jesus sees this book written. Wow. You know, if you're having a cup of coffee with your friend that's a believer, 
and you're just going, you know, I love the Lord, you know, Jesus is so good, and well, and then you go and look at the world, it's gone so bad, I wish they were saved, or whatever, your conversation. For them that, this book was written for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Now, out there listening tonight and who listens in the future, are you one of those? In the book of remembrance? Can you realize that it's nice to realize that Jesus not only listens, he has it written down in writing about us who sit around and talk about him and he goes on in verse 17 we're talking in Malachi 3 17 and they shall be mine said the Lord of hosts what do we realize we're owned I can just point out what the scripture says I believe it says we're owned. We're not our own. And they shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels and I will spare them. As a man spares his own son that serves him. Wow. Wow. What are the jewels? I... I believe the jewels he's talking about there are his people. Could you say you're one of the jewels? That'd be cool. I'm owned by the Lord Jesus Christ. That means you're not your own. Yeah. Let's have a look at Exodus, Exodus 19 verse 5. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. Yes, certain presidents, certain rulers, certain members of Congress or whatever, they're all Jesus. The earth is mine. They think they're going to control and own and rip off and run everything. God is laughing at them, he says, in one place. So we don't have to get involved in that. Be in the world, not of the world. Now, therefore, if you will obey my voice. What what did Jesus say? Love your neighbor as yourself. Fulfills everything. Love covers a multitude. Could it be the lovers are the peculiar treasure? Because in the last days, the love of many will wax cold, hard-hearted, and doing all the hard-hearted stuff. But love, 
in which we cannot do without the spirit of the creator in us, activating us to love, like software activates a computer. Have we got his spirit in us, Jesus Christ living in us, activating us? Peculiar in the Greek, sorry, in the Hebrew, is seg o law, seg o law, segalor. They say you pronounce it segalor. Means possession, property, valued property, a peculiar treasure. Treasure. Is that you? Is that me? Have we really got the Lord Jesus Christ living in us? Or are we in this Christianity thing for something else, another reason? See, I believe that I believe that the will of our Creator is to enjoy life with us. He walked with Adam in the garden in the cool of the day. Hello, Adam. How was your day? What did you discover today? Did you have fun today? You know the Garden of Eden. You know the name Eden, what it means? It means pleasure. So God originally put man in the Garden of Pleasure. What happened? You know, we look at the USA now and the world. It doesn't look like the Garden of Pleasure, does it? God says he'll pull out a peculiar people. Do you want to be a peculiar people? Or do you want to be like this familiar and no one can tell you apart from the people of the world? Hmm? Could we be a, a peculiar person, a treasure unto God? One that loves him? knows him, appreciates him in this environment. It's easy in heaven to do that, but it's not so easy here on earth where the evil's abounding everywhere. But could we be a light? Because as it gets darker, just like moths come to the light, they're going to come to you. They're coming to me. I'm getting calls all the time with no advertising. And I'm able to say, I can help you. Have we trained up to be approved? Have we been training so that we can say that with confidence? Yeah, I can help you. So people want to give me money. I say, it's free. The Creator's looking after me. Jesus Christ died so that I could be looked after. Well, would I want your money? Want to give money away? Find someone who needs it. Love and money just don't mix. If I if I take money from my services in the in the Christian field. The moment, I know the worker deserves his wages, but I don't want to hinder 
like Paul, the gospel in any way, shape or form. And I don't want it to turn into wages. I'd rather do it out of the care and love in my heart that God has put in there. And it's the love flowing through us, I believe, that will break the darkness. The best thing about using the love is you need no skill. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> God, I love you. Please, God, send your love in my life. Send your love on everyone. Oh, I'm praying for my friend. Send your love to his life, dear Father God. Let the best happen for everyone. They're the sort of prayers I believe the Creator jumps to answer. <coughs> God so loved the world, so there's the motive. That's that's the original motivation. <clears throat> so in, let's go to the New Testament, First Peter two nine. But you are you, you. Who's he talking to? You, you believers are a chosen generation. What? We're chosen. Now, don't get puffed up in pride. God chose the foolish things of this world, right? A royal priesthood. Oh, yes. Not the Catholic priesthood. We are a royal priesthood in the order of Melchizedek. The priesthood changed from Aaron to Melchizedek. A holy nation. What's what's holy nation mean? Holy really means separated. You know, if you sort the wheat from the chaff, the wheat are called holy. They're separated. The goats from the sheep, separated. So we're separated out of the world. We know all lives matter. Yeah. When we realize we're all related, we all go back to Noah. We can escape the trap of the devil making differences and making people hate each other for their differences. There is no differences. You know, the old one is indigenous people. We got them here in Australia, Aboriginal people. Well, let's go back to Noah and ask him. We're all brothers. We're all related in that way through Adam. We, being a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a holy nation, are born again in the second Adamic family. Yes, there's two families on the earth. Never mind about colour of skin. There's two families, either the first Adamic race or the second Adamic race. Have we entered the second Adamic race by being born again? How do you get born again? It's an offer, an acceptance. It's a new covenant. It's, I invite you to be born again in my family, says Jesus. And when we say yes and accept that in our heart, I believe that God jumps at the deal and makes us born again. 
Now, he's not mocked. He'll look at your sincerity. So you can't just do it, you know, to get a bonus. You do it because you have accepted him by believing in him and accepting him. If you don't believe in him, it's your job to work to believe in him. Read the scriptures. Look at it. Look at the – one of the best ways I've, is uh, to believe is to put your hope in that the Creator loves you. Look at the creation and give thanks. It didn't evolve. I don't believe that. Couldn't have evolved. How could the bees and the flowers evolve? <laughs> they both need each other from day one, man. Actually, I think the the bees and the you know and flowers were just separated by one day. It didn't hurt them. We believe another thing in the foretelling. This was all done and recorded in the scriptures, the Holy Bible, to help us to believe. Only the Creator, God Almighty, knows the future. And over and over and over in the Bible, He proved He knew the future because it all happened. And yet, the ones that foretold Jesus coming in the first place have also foretold him coming soon. They were right once. It means they're going to be right again. It's foretold in the prophets. We know this. But it's good to, it's good to really think about it. Really think about it. I knew. I had unbelief. I knew my unbelief was awful. One day I, I prayed for my daughter who, who had um, asthma, very bad asthma. She not only had a puffer, she had one of them big tube things. And uh, she was laying down on the bed, out of action in the middle of the day, my mum's. I went in and prayed for her. Now, I never really expected anything to happen. I thought, oh, I'll just pray for her. I, the thought occurred. You know, thoughts occur. As soon as I laid my hands on her, prayed, she goes, oh, the light has come. What? Oh, the flame's gone. Never had asthma ever again. But while she was saying the light's there, I'm fighting my own unbelief. And I had a glimpse at the darkness of my heart. She said to me she saw Jesus at the foot of the bed. Wow. Now, I didn't see Jesus there. She did. And she's never had asthma again, not even one symptom. So I had to think about my own unbelief. And man, that's like... Um, a shock. I realized how unbelieving I was. A Christian. <laughs> so cool. So there's an encouragement there. Be a, a, a peculiar people, a holy nation. That Why? Why would we be a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar person? It says in 1 Peter 2.9, that ye, oh, here's the reason, should show forth the praises of him 
who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. What is showing forth the praises? Walking around all day, going praise God, praise God, praise God. No. It's praying solutions for people, praying deliverance for people, undoing the works of the devil in people's life, and then praising God for it. That's showing the praises. You have to have a reason to praise. You can't pluck it out of the air. Understanding the price that was paid, which I don't believe I understand. I don't believe anyone really truly understands the actual price that's been paid for us so this could happen. Could it be that it's wonderful to take advantage of the price that was paid? No matter what condition we're in, no matter what's happening around us, being thankful and appreciative of the price that was paid for us. <clears throat> like, we're just breathing air now. How much is that air worth? One breath. How much is it worth? Without that air... We have nothing on earth anymore. We're going to leave the earth. <laughs> Yet we breathe it without giving it a second thought. You know, I don't know, there's 7 billion people or something in the world. Could be more or less. I don't know. But there's still enough air for everyone. Plenty from the creator. Some people breathe that air in and then spit it out, cursing. Some people breathe that air in and puke it out, lying under their breath. Malice, hatred, bitterness, using the air to transmit it. The very air that's saving their life Try holding your breath for 10 minutes, see how long you last. We'll all be meeting Jesus if we try and do that. Yet are we thankful the Creator made enough air? Not only that, us believers, we're chosen generation. See, many are called and few are chosen. But that word chosen in that passage if you do a study on it, means choice. Many are called, but few are the choice ones. Like the first fruits or the first pick of the cherries in a season or grapes or whatever, the choice ones. The AAA, AAA grade. Many are called, but few are the AAA grade. Would it be encouraging to say to God, Make me a triple A grade. Uh, there's not many that make it as a triple A grade, fully giving their will over. What? Why would you fully give your will to Jesus Christ, to the living God? Why? I believe the reason is that he loves us and he knows what's best for us. Like every parent will 
say, dear son, I know what's best for you. But sometimes the son won't listen or the daughter. And the parent's sad because this daughter or son is going the wrong way and it's going to hurt them. And the creator, the Lord Jesus Christ, knows the best for us. So would it be wise to give him the reins of your life? Would it be? Think about that. Praise the Lord. It's good to think about these things. Why? Good to get understanding about them. Let's have a look at um, Matthew 13. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, we can hear the message, but do we understand it? That's a difference. I can hear, but I may not understand. And that's a question we should be asking each other and ourselves. Do we understand? Do I really understand? Oh, God, I don't understand. I don't know if I understand. Show me. What is it? Show me about the kingdom. Show me the message of the kingdom of heaven. Now, what happens there? You'll hear the message and it attracts someone. It attracts the evil one. Yep, he's lurking. Yep, he's lurking. And he wants to steal the message of the kingdom from us. You're going to let him steal it? This is how he steals it. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand, get understanding. Get understanding, the deep understanding of the cross and what it's done for us and what's all about it. Because when we do that, the thief can't steal the message, the promise. Makes sense, doesn't it? Titus 2.14 says, Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us. What does redeem mean? We've got to think about some of these words because the devil, I believe, is out there in the education system changing the meaning of the words. He can't rewrite the Bible, but he can try and he can try and get the words to change meanings. You think about worldly words. Some of the young people say, that's sick, meaning that's good. Opposite. They change the meaning. So he might redeem us. That means purchase us. From all iniquity. Yes, we've been bought off sin. We've been bought out of iniquity. Iniquity, I believe, is the record of judgment, the, the reaping 
the judgment written. It's like, what is sin? What is iniquity? What is transgression? Three different parts. Well, if you look at a parking ticket, the sin is not putting the money in the meter, according to the parking officials. The iniquity is the ticket recording the transgression. So we've been redeemed from, if we want to redeem a parking ticket, we go and pay it. And they forget about chasing us over it once it's paid for. So that's there as an example to show us that Jesus has paid with his blood because it bankrupted the creation and purchased the iniquity, the parking ticket. And then to purify unto himself a peculiar people. That's deliverance. Without deliverance, there's no purification. What are we being purified from? I believe it's the perverse spirits. The mixture of spirits that come in us. How do spirits come in? God breathed into Adam. And the spirit went in Adam. We've been made to hold spirits by breathing them in. Scripture says that Satan, a fallen angel, entered into Judas. How? Judas had evil in his heart to betray Jesus and took the communion. It says when he took the communion, Satan entered into him. If you want to be religious, be careful. Because if you're being religious for wrong motive, Satan will enter into you. You'll get a demon for your trouble. He's to purify under himself a peculiar people. Zealous. Oh, zeal. Zeal can be a good or bad thing for good works. What is the good works of us peculiar people? Leading people to be born again, allowing them to eat from the bread of life, so to speak, allowing them to understand and receive the gift of salvation, another soul saved from the pit. That could be a good work. Delivering them from evil spirits. Delivering them from infirmity, cancers, bad diseases. Could that be good works? Being kind, giving to the poor. It says Jesus went around doing good. Looking for an opportunity to do good. Any way we can. But specifically, go in all the world, cast out the demons, heal the sick, right? 
In second, Colossians 13.5, it says, Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. That's it. How do you examine yourself? Look in your heart and see what's really in there. Prove it to yourselves. Are you in the faith? Know not your own selves, that you are not your own, and know that you are not your own. You've been redeemed. Do you know that? And that Jesus Christ is in you. If Jesus Christ, the life-giving spirit now, is in you, the good works are going to follow. And you can tell the tree by its fruit. We can lift our hearts up to God and say, God, use me. Dear Father God, I want to be one of those peculiar people. Many are who are listening, but there are some who listen who are not. Please deliver me, cleanse me from all spot and wrinkle. Amen, amen, amen. And examine your own heart, like be honest with yourself. What is the symptom of someone that can't be helped? <coughs> they won't look at themselves. They're blaming everyone else. That's one of the symptoms I've seen. You can't help that person because they refuse to look at themselves. The Pharisee said, thank God I'm not like that dude down the back. He was looking at everyone else except himself. He never got justified. If you want to go on, get the power of God to happen in your life, get the kingdom of heaven to walk with you. The kingdom of heaven lives inside us. The table of the Lord lives inside us. Jesus said, I received the kingdom, I give it to you, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is inside us. Therefore, out of the heart comes the issues of life. Yes, the kingdom will come out. And it can't do anything else except bless people around you. Because that's its nature. What know ye that? Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. The spirit, you've, you've been given it, and it's come inside you, which you have of God, and that you are not your own. If you are not your own, how can you even own anything else? If you've been given everything, how can you get anything else? For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. God owns your body and your spirit, but you're given the use of it, and the use of it is to glorify the living God by what you do with it. 
we know all these things, but it's nice to be remembrance of them. And um, especially in these days, recognising that we are not like this world going down the gurgler. Yes, there's deadly vaccines are coming out. It's got nothing to do with us. We're not our own. They want to give you a vaccine? You may be able to say, it's not my body. The one who owns the body hasn't said I should take it. They will know these people in their spirit, the laws of God. That could be enough just to save us. We would have to ask Jesus, should we put a vaccine in our body? And they would need his permission to do it. No weapon formed against us will prosper. And if and when it comes time they try and force that on us, no law can be made that will make us hurt ourselves. The question should be asked, can you prove it can't harm me? Who's going to guarantee me? Is this 100% safe? What, what happens if I get sick because you gave this to me? Are you asking me to take the risk of this? Is this for the benefit of me or others? If it's for the benefit of others, why, why should I be made to take the risk? Maybe here's my fee, $10 million to take a vaccine. Because you're, you, the government, want to charge me for everything. So my service, you're saying, is to protect others. It's $10 million or $100 million or whatever price you want to put on it to take the risk of your life. How much would you risk your life for? It's not your life. So there's the wisdom that the Creator will give us how to talk and, and how to conduct ourselves if we're being forced to do things. Because why? We're peculiar. It's not going to be usual. They'll never run into anyone like us again, maybe. Are you ready to be peculiar? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, I hope that's encouraging today. That's and a great word. Yeah, Peter, my grandmother Lord, used eh? to say, son, we're a peculiar species. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, what's your name? What do you mean? I don't know. It, According to uh, the scriptures, my name's written on a white stone and I haven't been told it yet. <laughs> hey, <clears throat> my other name, oh, you mean the name on my driver's license or the driver's license? That was given to me, but I believe that's hearsay. Uh, I have no proof that that's my name, really. <laughs> so, yeah, you want that one, the one I use, the name I use. How could you be a name anyway? You could, it's just a descriptive. You know, my, which name do you want? My kids call me dad. Um, some Peter, people call me, you know, <laughs> they give me the finger and call me something else. You're a special man. <coughs> I yeah. love you, brother. You are uh, an encouragement to me, encouragement to the body of Christ. Oh. Many people say, when's Peter coming on again? I said, let me call him. Let's get him on. <laughs> And um, that's testament to the fact that um, 
you study to show yourself approved and God has given you much revelation from the scripture as you've delved into it uh, folks it's an honor to have Peter here now Peter oh, I man, want you to tell people to say that, you know, how can Lord. they contact you do you have a website and also you've yeah. some articles I think they're up yeah. online where do they go to get copies yeah. oh, I got uh, hiskingdomstable.com there's download you know main book is uh, deliverances at the table and that, that's the revelation of why a table is set up in the present of our enemies and uh, that's a good question you know the world doesn't do that they, they take a nuclear bomb or a cannon <laughs> we have a table and um, that's all there everything free there you can look there some recordings um, I'm on Facebook it's my name Peter Whiffen. It's got a little shepherd boy on the photo. That's me in the Sunday school play before I was a believer. <laughs> wow. Now, Peter, you're I in... A, I was a shepherd boy. <laughs> That's amazing. You're in yeah. um, Brisbane, Australia. How's the building project coming along? Good. I, I, get a, uh, I get the first slab for the garage tomorrow, and uh, I've been approved to do the plumbing. Man, I got a plumbing license after 40 years ago doing my apprenticeship. Wow, really? I'm a, yeah, I'm a licensed plumber and drainer now. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty cool. Um, and you know what happened? I, I, I ran into a guy, he's a believer, a brother, and uh, he said, I'm a builder. I said, oh, where are you building? On the island where I am. <laughs> wow. And you know what he said? If I do his plumbing... He's going to build my house for me. Bro, what a deal. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, you know, I, 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 you know I'm uh, not like I used to be as far as fitness and that goes. And he said, no worries. We'll give you the laborers. You just tell them what to do. So praise the Lord. I, I, I said to God, you know, I don't know how I'm going to build this house. Next thing you know, that happens. <laughs> Peter, that's pretty cool. Did you design it the way you wanted on paper? Yeah, it's just a surf shack. You know, it's just like a little shack, no big mansion, simple, simplest I can build it as possible, you know? How many stories can want, you go up? You can go up, but I, I just got one one floor. You know what I always wanted to do? What's Is that? I wanted to build like a um, three-level house with the third floor up there being like an open roof oh, and cool. you've seen this kind of cool green glass some people use use that as the border you know so you yeah. don't walk off the top and yeah. you could turn that into like a barbecue up there put some sofas up on top <laughs> lay you out there and get the some stars. sun yeah like the Middle East houses they yeah got the, got this room on the roof right let me tell you when I lived in Tijuana Mexico change the subject we called it TJ yep. for us locals. I lived there a year. Yeah. And uh, stark difference between San Diego border and Tijuana. You go over, it's night and day, or at least was when I was there 20 years ago. But they had some of the coolest places over there, and you wouldn't know them from the outside. In fact, you know, crime is pretty big in TJ now as it was then. So uh -huh. people many times wouldn't want to give away what's on the inside, so... Like, they wouldn't paint the outside of the house. It looked really ragged from the outside. It wouldn't look like much. So maybe the thief would think, you know, hey, let's just find another place. Yeah. But once you stepped in, bro, 
beautiful. It was a beautiful. And we lived up on the hill, a place called Colonia Hidalgo. The higher you go up, they say, the more crime element. You know, the the hard hard crooks. They like to live at the top for whatever reason. They like that up there, top of the hill. So we were up about midway where I rented this place, and my next-door neighbor had one of these houses. I didn't know what it was like until they invited me in for some coffee one time. And I went, and it was just huge, bro. I mean, it was just, it was huge. Had like a courtyard wow. inside. And they had one oh. of these rooftop things like I described. It was just flat. It could hold 100 people up there. And wow. uh, you could have a party up there, you know. Do whatever. Wow. I thought that's kind of cool, you know, just keep building high, three or four levels. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, once, once I had a, uh, I think you talk in squares, don't you? Or square feet or whatever. But, but I had a... Um, 500 square meter home. Um, Whoa. I spent $100,000 just on the pool. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, man. So that, that was like a $2 million home at the moment. Dude, yeah. in the height of it all, didn't you live up like on a skyscraper over there in Gold Yeah, I had, the, I had the penthouse in the tallest building in Australia. Uh, cost me $3 million, that one. Amazing. And, and uh, I had about 13 other houses and uh, nearly a million in my retirement fund. <laughs> Dude. And God, God really blessed me. He, he, I, he answered prayer one day and I got this company. It went to 100 million a year turnover. I, I had uh, shares in 100 unit sites, 400 blocks of land here, 50 blocks of land there. And the banks were throwing money at me. I had like millions of dollars available. And um, the devil got me. I think I contacted you a few years after the devil got me. <laughs> I remember. I was yeah, on the back man. side of the You sent me a hundred bucks. <laughs> remember? I remember. You, yeah. You, you felt sorry for me and sent me a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. I felt in my spirit. Help Peter. No, I wasn't much of shape myself at that time. Um, <laughs> just making it. But you know what? See, it's the love it's of cool. Christ. We're always going to talk about that forever. And um, I burst into tears when you sent me the $100. Because I'd had such a hard time. And, and $100, yeah, but the, the, the thought behind it, the care in that $100 broke my heart, man. So thank you for that again. Bro, I love and that you. that was a very great gesture then. You've been through some uh, mighty things, testimonies. you got to write a book, bro. Are you going to write an autobiography <laughs> one day for the glory of God? Uh, He's brought you through some I amazing things. I, I might. Um, you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's only me. You know, it's 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 not much, not that much that way. But it is the, the glory of God and... Uh, I'm here to say and uh, that God Almighty, our lovely Creator, is so faithful. I know it. I've lived it. I know it. And no matter what happens, I encourage everybody, you cannot lose anything. They love not their life unto death. You can't lose even if you get killed. We do not lose as this peculiar people. 
<laughs> that, that's I'm a great so title for tonight. God is how he is. We do not yeah. lose, folks. Praise the Lord. You've got to write a chapter yeah. about the invention that you're working on, too, that free energy. That's a pretty cool story. <laughs> that's another story. You know, it came out of Revelation. If you want to know anything, take the time to ask in prayer. And maybe God might tell you, and you'll get a shock. You never thought of it that way before. That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) It might just happen. But it's not going to happen if you don't ask. (laughs) I'm like, Lord, what's the next cryptocurrency pick? (laughs) Well, yeah, man. Like, you know, maybe, maybe, um, maybe it might be crypto, crypto, cryptoing, if that's the word, cryptoing. Um, Assets. Like, you know, we were just looking at this shopping center on the island. It's for sale for $2 million. But what about if we made, you know, 100 crypto coins? Whoa. You can get a whole shopping mall? It. Yeah, and everyone who bought, there's only so many. And everybody who bought a crypto coin gets a percentage of the income from the shopping center. Wow. Now you don't need shares. You don't need stock markets. You don't need anything. You only need to have, and you can blockchain it so it's super secure. And then you can't issue any more, dilute it down like they do with the shares, manipulate it. It's in the blockchain. Peter, that's interesting you said that. <clears throat> There's a um, a website I get some news from time to time called Cointelegraph.com. It's like the newspaper for crypto news and there mm-hmm. was an article I just saw today listen to this virtual land can be worth more than real thing after a plot sells for a record 1.5 million so there's this uh, token out there that represents digital plots of land it's like in <laughs> cyberspace you know they have this game with a map and people are buying actual land there and you it. own it you know, no one else can have it. Mm-hmm. And it's in this virtual ecosystem, right? And so a person paid a record $1.5 million and they bought a, a parcel there, and uh, they paid for it with um, Ethereum. And the, wow. uh, the cyber world's called Lunancia, and it spans 90,601 plots of land in total, of which 19% are already player-owned. So people are like, hey, what the heck are you spending $1.5 million on virtual real estate? Land. <laughs> the person wrote back. They go by the name the Purchase called Flying Falcon. That's her code name. They said, quote, we're witnessing a historic moment, the rise of digital nations with their own systems of clearly delineated irre- irrevocable property rights. And uh, oh. the token that was being sold called Axiland has entertainment value, social value, and economic value in the form of future resource flows so they paid a million and a half for a piece of cyberspace I heard about a person one time who had a house and rather than sell it the conventional way just try to put it on the market they decided to sell um, raffle tickets and you pay X number of dollars on it and they made I think double what they would have got normally because 
you know, who wouldn't be interested in putting 100 or $200 down for a chance to, you know, win a house? Yeah. But in the world of uh, crypto, there's all types of options, like you said. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it's the way it's going to go. And, um, you know, what, what I think, who cares, you know, but that's just my, just throwing an opinion out there. But um, you could, you could uh, so, say you're an up-and-coming baseball star, right? Or young guy out of college, you're very promising. You, you could sell cryptos on your career, and there's only so many, and the people that buy them get a percentage of your income. Well, that's interesting. Um, I thought you were talking maybe memorabilia. You know, William Shatner has done something sort of like what you're talking about. You know, the dude from Star Trek. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got all these photographs from like 50 years in film. Wow. And he digitized them. And some of them are signed, you know, one-of-a-kind photos, and you yeah. can buy them. But they're wow. they're like digital tokens. So you right. own them up there on the blockchain. They're yours. Like some yes. people are investing in works of art. Yeah. Or they're cars. Like exclusively yours. That are on the blockchain. And, dude, people so are it, buying them. People are buying them. So, you know, like if, if it can be done with money like Bitcoin, money out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. If it can be done with money, it can be done with anything. So you can go and find some sort of asset. Maybe I might go back and buy the high-rise I own, the penthouse in and buy the whole thing and put it in Bitcoins, you know, like tokens. Dude, anything's possible. Um, so there's he- an opportunity there. And if we are the peculiar people, yes, why why can't we see the trends? Why can't we? Oh, absolutely. And why can't our loving Creator give us the trends? Doesn't he talk about witty inventions? Yep, and he he talks about that, and he talks about understanding. Um, he talks about uh, talent. To do things, um, they were given the spirit to have talent to do things. God gives power to create wealth. Yes, He's given us everything anyway. But you know, can He trust you to control some of this stuff? Are you going to hurt people with it? Mm. That's a good question. See, I got this saying. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? But let's let's put the plural in there. Without faithfulness, it's impossible to please God. That's right. Be faithful. Yeah? Called, chosen, faithful. Yeah. Now, God knows if he gives you a heap of wealth in your hands to control, it's, it's all given to us. But if, if he gives it into your hands to control and you're going to spin out and go to the pit because of that, he, you know, it's not a good idea, is it? No, sir. It would destroy you. He knows yeah. it. He didn't want to destroy us, but he's looking yeah, for people so, who will be faithful stewards, right? Yeah, can you handle it? You're going to turn into Hitler. You know, you're going to turn into something if you got too much. Doesn't the yeah. word say, well, if God can't trust you in you know, earthly riches, little? how can he trust you in heavenly riches? Yeah, so you start off small. Start off with the little things. Oh, oh. 
I gave the guy the wrong change. Oh, hey, you dropped uh, you dropped twenty cents on the ground or something. Oh, you know, little things. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Start with little things. Um, I believe that's wise to do that. And um, then the bigger things might come. They just might, you know. They just Big might things come. start from small things, don't they? Yeah. And I got another saying: You cannot steer a ship that's not moving. So move, like do, go. You can't waste your time. How can you waste your time? Try something. You're going to learn something. But if you're going to sit and not move, mm-mm-mm. that reminds me, a chapter in your book has got to be on the trip you took on the high seas, and there was a guy <laughs> who was a demonized man on board, <laughs> or he was about man. to get on board. <laughs> I nearly got murdered, and it was the milk that saved me. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, Peter's been on one adventure after the next, and it's not over. Peter, we love not you. Over. I, I've had sawmills in Fiji. I've had motorbike shops, computer stores, battery reconditioning business. Oh, there's so many businesses. <laughs> You're an entrepreneur at heart and an inventor, an amazing guy. Yeah, we just have fun. We're in the earth, you know. It's It's a little bit of a drag here if you're not having fun. Uh, at the moment, I bought a 3D printer. Oh, and, um, those things that <laughs> uh, you can you program it, it can make a... Um, it, you feed, what do you feed into it? What do they call that? It, it, it resin? uses resin. There we go. This one uses resin. It's it's called a Eligu, Eligu, Mars. It uses resin. And um, I'm having a little bit of fun. I, I've, made, uh, I've made a little... Uh, coin that I'm going to get molded in silver. Wow! And it, it's called the Good Shepherd coin. And I, I got Jesus there holding the sheep on his shoulders, and Psalm 23 on the back. And it's going to be one uh, ounce of point nine 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 silver. Yeah. Then I made a little cannon. Uh, so silver stackers and collectors might buy this stuff at a premium. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So that's like and the mold. Who's Tartus? You know the fun box. No, repeat that again. What's you it see, called? A fun book. Yeah, you know uh, Doctor Who's telephone box. Oh, uh, from the show Doctor Who. Oh, you know, okay. The, the police, the police box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I made one of them, and, and I'm going to get them molded into silver. That's my next step. And um, Dude, that's cool. And uh, sell them at a premium. So silver stackers who want to invest in silver can buy this stuff. Hey, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. It's the real deal, just collectible shape. Yeah, so what it is, it's called Unique Bullion. It's, it's like uh, collectible. Uh, why not have fun? Like a lot of people just buy the bar. Well, that's like a bar of soap, man. That's that's no fun. Right. So let's have let's have a nice looking cannon, like maybe one kilo of silver in a beautiful cannon. That's about, you know, that's cool. Um, but about you know twelve inches, or not twelve, about eight inches, six inches, eight inches long, and it's it's weighs a kilo. It's worth you know a couple of grand. Dude, and that's a, that's neat. Sit on your desk, you know. That's better than having one of those old ugly bars. Yeah, 
So I've been waiting to build my house, so I, I don't like doing nothing. I've imported a couple of cars and selling them. And uh, You were mentioning I that. Bought, I wanted to ask you. You actually imported yeah. these cars from Japan? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you can get Japan. them. Um, I, don't, I don't know if you can do that, but you can get them. Um, it depends on the customs, but um, I sold one already, and I've got inquiries on the other one. And um, I went back to school, and I just put my application in for a motor dealer's license. Oh, man, so that's I'll cool. Be, <laughs> I'll be I mean, a plumber, a motor dealer, and Peter, you're a not on your butt. silver trader. A silver trader. This is exciting. Um, yeah, fun. Japan makes awesome uh, sports cars over there. Yeah. You know, you know so one of the little cars I bought only got 70,000 kilometers on it. All right. Guess how much it was? Tell me. <laughs> Five hundred bucks, man. No way, man. Yeah. Five hundred bucks because they can't register them there when they get to a certain age. Oh, because like, of the emissions or something, right? Yeah, yeah, they got penalties. So um, this thing, you know, hardly used garage when it came. The interior is perfect, not a spot on it, and uh, had a couple little scrapes, you know, on the mud guard, on the Dude, bumper and that. Those are collectibles. Like those Mazda RX sevens and Toyota Corollas yeah. and all those Nissan Supras and Nissans and uh, Nissan, you know, the and they're really getting popular in America now. The prices of them went right up. What's the distance from Japan to Australia? Um, oh, I don't know exactly miles wise, but it's only two weeks on the ship. So you you buy them there, and then you mm-hmm. export them. Do you have to get an uh, import license? In Australia? The people over there do the whole thing. So you just pay for it, and they put it on the ship, do all the paperwork, they charge you a fee. Uh, you know, it cost me five grand to get it here um, with the Australian compliance and everything else. But, you know, the car only costs 500 <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Those, some of those cars are built to last forever. Oh, these are beautiful cars. And so um, why did I do that? That's a great idea. I believe... I believe you can't learn unless you try, and and you can't learn really properly unless you actually do something. Like, how do you ride a bike? You know, you got to pedal the thing to learn to ride it. You know, so that's an encouragement for people who are thinking of ideas. Just do them, even if it's just getting used to doing something. You know, I see too many people here. They're sitting around on unemployment and that. No, get up. Have a go and do stuff. Dude, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, I've met so a lot of we people. Do, we're doing property too, um, house land packages and real estate. And one of the one of the uh, a girl I, I prayed for delivered a lot of demons out of. She's got a real estate license. So, so um, we're putting together a little syndicate and um, of uh, real estate investors club. So people can invest in real estate, uh, and in the club is all the people that can do all the jobs, the builders and the developers and all that, and uh, the loan people that can get the loans. Dude, that's so, encouraging right there. Yeah. So there's always. Why am I saying all this anyway? It's just to say that there's always something you can do as a peculiar believer. They'll say, "There's that odd one out." He's crazy, but look at that. Everything he's touching is working out. 
that's for the glory of God Amen Yeah And he's one of them Christian believers Never stops talking about Jesus <laughs> You know like the leper said to the leper Why sit here till we die I I can't Yeah I can't, how's that story you know? I can't afford to forget that uh, Even as dark as it looks there's opportunities I was talking to my daughter the those, other day Those guys had Yeah those guys had no hope they just sat there, nothing would have changed. all hope, they walked, you know, they got up and did something. And look what happened, they survived. They would have died had they sat there. And God yeah, they become it. rich. <laughs> they were rich. They went in there and spoiled the whole city, you know, I mean. A whole lot. That's amazing. Um, so that, that message is in there for us to look at and learn from. God help us. Different, different story had they have sat around moaning. Let's not moan about all this election. Let's get up and do stuff. It's over. The tree's fallen. Let's go forward, you know. That's my encouragement. I'd like to encourage that. you got a point there. My, uh, my daughter lost her job, as many did. Just got laid oh. off. And uh, talked to her about two weeks later. What are you doing? Oh, I'm going to school. I said, you're going to school? What are you going to school for? She said, um, I'm an intern at a real estate company, and I'm learning how to process loans. I said, is it with a broker? Yeah. They're going to train me. And I got thinking, you know what? Good for you. So there's a blessing in disguise there. Well, she could have just sat and did nothing and moaned and moped around. Yeah. She said, you know what? Blame everybody. Blame everyone else and whinge and moan and gossip. That's not going to get you anywhere. Well, it's true. Yeah. Even in the, um, uh, the original stock market crash, I think, of 29, John, uh-huh. was his name John Paul Getty? It was yeah. the Getty, I know that. This dude was making money when people were jumping out of buildings. And he would throw out dimes on the street, um, which was a lot of money at that time, you know. Yeah. One man's calamity, he, he saws a harvest. And yeah. I, what I'm just saying is he had an attitude that, uh, you know, even in bad times, um, you can make money buying and selling. <laughs> you can. You know, you know, if you think about the wealth of the world, right, there's 7 billion people. If they worked one hour a day, that's 7 billion hours worth of wages. Happen every hour. So how can wealth disappear? It's human endeavor. Seven billion or whatever, how many in the world? Hours a day in one hour's work. If they work 10 hours, that's 70 billion hours worth of wages go into the world a day. It's it's huge. The, the resource, the devil's trying to make it go down and he's having a hard time. He's had to work extra hard to make it even look like going down. And don't worry about the debt. It doesn't exist. Debt only exists for those who want to pay it back. It doesn't exist. It's been paid for by Jesus. There is no debt, so to speak. It's all an imagination. I think I need to have a change of mindset. <laughs> Start looking for some of the positive. i got to remind myself of the leper story. You know, that's, you, yeah. that's encouraging, yeah. you sharing that testimony. That's exciting what you're doing, brother. 
<laughs> yeah, it's fun, you know. And I sold the op shop. I sold my income, and it's <laughs> it's like I'm not earning any income. But hey, that was know, a stepping stone. You did a good around. job there. Yeah, I, I went back to school, got the plumbing license, got the car license, making making foundations and preparations. Wait a minute. Taught myself the taught myself the software for for doing the designing of items. You know, um, that was a mind one. Learning Blender, it's a free software. If you want to sit around, learn Blender, learn to be a designer. You can. Oh man, that program does lots of beautiful stuff. That's amazing. You mean you and went? If you got no, yeah. You went back to school. You mean at this time to be a plumber? Yeah, I had to go and do a refresher upgrades and all that. Dude, that's fantastic. That's fascinating. I, I was talking to the apprentices. <laughs> I was like back to school, Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as we get older, you know, like life, I tell the young kids, it's like a keyboard. You can see everything. You know everything. But can you play that keyboard like Beethoven? It's as you get older, you get the little little skills, you know, that count. The little skills count. And um, so, yeah, I went back to school. Now I'm getting my house built for free. Why? Because I went back to school and could be bothered, you know? That's amazing. And and it's God who gives us the will to do that, I believe. You can, like, you can't trust your thoughts, I don't think. You know, God... I can't trust my thoughts. Put the right thoughts in my head. Guide me the right way. Let the thoughts occur that are good for me. See? I want you to be partners in my life. I want you to be with me. And then the thoughts occur. Get your license. Get your plumbing license. Oh, I haven't had it for 40 years. All right, I'll go and find out. Oh, yeah, they said if you do these little courses, we'll give it to you. Well, cool. I paid the money. I had to pay money out to get it. But, you know... I've got it now, and now it's going to look after me now. Dude. Where I'm going on the island, there's no sewer, so you've got to put these septic tanks in. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like 10 and 14 grand a time. It's big money. Do <coughs> so you have I can to, help people with that. Do you have to dig your own well, too, to get well water? No, they've got water there. Okay. You said put in you know, a septic tank. Um, doing the septic tanks, it's easy because the... Backo does it now, you know, the digger. So you just stand and watch him. And and I'm just going to get the one who's got experience doing that work. So he'll just do it, you know. <laughs> and uh, Brother, that's that's amazing. Amazing. And these are there where there is no way, obvious way. There's no way. There is a way. And it becomes thrilling because you can see the creator walking in your life too and you can appreciate his love for you that's all he wants really for you to include him don't be separate from him and let him have a go you know let him have a go in your life to help you get out of the way you know let him have a go and see what he can do and um (laughs) I'll receive that word how about you out there folks I think it's time for a mindset change yeah. We can live um, in fear and be dread, like the lepers. or we can be like the lepers. Yeah, yeah. And Praise then God. be happy. Just be happy. Then you know, 
Um, praise the Lord. So anyway, I, I, I thank you for the opportunity Brother, to great encourage encouragement. everyone. Heck yeah. What are you doing next week? Um, well, so I, I can be on again. You want what is, on? Uh, let's look at the schedule. What works good for you? Do you want Wednesday or Thursday? Well, Wednesday or Thursday is okay. It's both open. Um, you take a pick. Yeah, okay. Let's make it Thursday next week okay. for a change. <laughs> Would Thursday at 4 work for you? All right. We'll Sounds see you then. Good. Peter, we love you, brother. God bless you. Yeah, love you all too. And, um, you know, let's see, a, let's see a prophet for Jesus. You know, let's see a prophet for what he cared to do for us. Come on, let's see that happen. Amen to that. Amen. Powerful words Amen. tonight. We'll Amen. see you soon, brother. God bless. All right. Cheers and blessing, and we'll catch you later then. Wow. I'll tell you, that's in, that's encouragement tonight. I need some encouragement. How about you? It's looked so bleak seeing all this coming on the scene. And you know, um, we're fighting a battle of the mind. The enemy uses psychological warfare on people to wear them down, to deceive them. But I tell you, the attitude we have can make a difference, can it? Even in the midst of terrible times, what a difference an attitude can make. I tell you, to get to that, you got to literally turn off all the bad news, don't you? Just push it all to the side. doesn't mean that <clears throat> these things aren't taking place or coming, or we're living in some deadly serious times. We can focus on that and just live in dread, waiting for the knock on the door. Or we can take the attitude, you know what? Live or die, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to keep working for Jesus. Whether we have a year or we've got a hundred years left. As one guy said, you know, whenever the return of the Lord is, and whenever we get out of here, is of no consequence to me because when that time comes, whether it be sooner or later, I'm going to still be doing the same thing for the Lord. Lord, forgive me. We got to remain positive. How can we do that? We got to put our faith and trust on the Lord. Walk by faith and not by sight. Not be moved by the evil report. Now, don't get me wrong. We need to understand that if we are in the time of the end, most of us will not get out of here alive. So what? For me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. We can spend that time in dread of the moment when we lose our lives, or we can make every day count. Because the truth of it is, if we lose the joy of the Lord, something went wrong. Henry Groover said that as he was prayer walking on assignment for the Lord, going into some dark places, and if God hadn't protected him, he would not have survived. Whether it had been a terrorist uh, that was ready to blow up a building he was in and did, 
God protect him behind a column where it been where they'd been going into uh, Mexico, and he was sent on assignment to go over and witness to a uh, drug cartel, and they sick sick the dogs on him, a whole pack of Dobermans that would have ripped out his throat, and when he encountered them, they were like little puppies. How could that be possible? Well, God was with him, and he learned an important lesson. If you ever lose your your song and your joy, Lord told him, go back to where you last had it. God help us. That's an encouragement, that testimony. Peter, he's not quitting. You know, even Jeremiah, when he was uh, in the midst of the, the siege by Babylon, he was still buying property. <laughs> What's that about? Is it possible to prosper even in perilous times? Yeah, if the Lord's with you. If we keep the right attitude, if we remember, you know, for me to live as Christ but to die as gain, we got nothing to, to fear if the enemy takes our life. We just got promoted. And until that time, why sit here till we die? As the leper said to the leper. That's a wake-up call message tonight. I remember in 2008, I thought it was over then, Steve Pachinik was up uh, warning people. Obama had won. And uh, gun grab was coming next. I was told I was a gun dealer. So I said, boy, I'm going to be affected by that. I closed doors. And... uh, People were declaring a red alert. And he was a wicked man, don't get me wrong. But, and some wicked things happened. But it wasn't over yet. And I had a guy call me up and say, um, we're doing an herbal business at the time. He said, I said, do you think I should order, reorder some product? He said, the economy's gone. Uh, there won't be anybody to buy your product in January. It'll be all over. And, of course, there was the crash and other things that were contributing to a decrease in sales. But, you know, one thing for sure, if you don't have any product, there'll be nothing for anybody to buy. And I didn't reorder. It was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Went on the wrong information. And what happened? Obama came and went. Now, don't get me wrong. We're at one of the most dangerous times in history, and we've got a wicked man in office, and the lady who's his VP is even worse. And what they plan to transform in America is not good. We're going into some tough days, but... What's going to be our attitude? Are we going to let it shut us down? Without a, a dream, you will perish, the Word of God says. Without a vision, you will perish. Many people did not take positive, proactive action because they thought the return of the Lord was tomorrow. And this was 25, 30 years ago. They didn't go back to school. They didn't build a house. They didn't start a business. 
and not saying that the return of the Lord is not sooner than ever before, but what does the Lord ask us to do? Well, number one, we need to serve the Lord. He's our number one priority. But God doesn't tell us to shut down and just wait until he returns doing nothing. No, we'd be found working, occupying, continued Mark 16 ministry. But at the same time, you've got to live, you've got to eat, you've got to put food on your table. you got kids that need to be educated. you got to keep living and functioning is my point. An attitude goes a long way to determine what your outcome is going to be. Boy, that's really food for thought. What do you all think? That's positive right there. Oh, I know it's going to get dark. Don't get me wrong. And I know the enemy means to take you and I out in a body bag. So what? Let him try. All the more reason to go all in for Christ and take whatever time you've got. Live it to the fullest. For Jesus. Love one another. Build. Why not build? Plant. Why not? Why should the enemy dictate to us what we're going to do with whatever time we've got left? So the enemy wants to pull this COVID-19 and we're supposed to stop our dreams and just say, well, I guess we can't do that now. The enemy won't let us. To hell with the devil. I think it's time to play a song. God help me with my attitude. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Thank you for your words today. Thank you for the encouragement. And God, it is easy to get our eyes on the enemy and what he wants to do to us. And let that that just stop us dead in our tracks from going forward for you. We need to go in all in for you like never before, but we cannot afford to let the enemy steal our dreams and visions. God, if you be for us, who can be against us? With you, all things are possible. You give men the power to create wealth. You've told us to build and to plant. To occupy till you come. You have not called us to retreat. You have not called us to run and hide and dig a hole. And just wait out the days and dread Again, thank you for the remembrance of the lepers who could have sat there and died. They'd come to the end. But one said to the other, why sit here till we die? Who knows? They may give us some food and water over there. That city there in the distance we can see lit up at night. And they walked and you amplified their footsteps and you use them to accomplish your will. The sound of their footsteps was amplified like a approaching army. And the wicked people of those, that city got up from their tables 
left their food right there on the plate and fled the city. And the lepers got there and they had a feast prepared for them. We just thank you, God, for your word tonight, for the testimonies, for the encouragement. You are in the throne, God. Putting our faith and trust in you will see us through. You are able, God, to help us carry out whatever you'd have us to do down here. And we're going to occupy till you come. We cannot allow the enemy to steal our joy, steal our dreams, to get us to just quit. Help us all, God. Loose your ministering angels. Bless all that tuned in tonight. Surround us with your warrior angels. In Jesus' name. And I am reminded of 2005. The Lord told me to turn off your radio. I listened to a number of programs that had me in such a mindset I could hardly function. And I turned it off for six weeks, got the withdrawals and went back to it and almost destroyed me. And here recently in the last six months, I said I was going on a news detox, and I did. And it changed me in a lot of ways. Even as Rick Bell said last night in the program, he's had to turn his stuff off because as he listens to the news, it just makes him sick. Affects his peace and his joy, and it really will do that. And we're in a battle, folks, because that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to just concede victory get into a fetal position we have to turn off the evil report I'm not going back to those sites love some of those people can't do it I'm going to renew my pledge of news detox and make this year something positive in the midst of all this chaos going on Oh yeah, there's economic crashes. But also, in times of chaos, there are people that are going to thrive, just like Getty. He was a billionaire. During the Wall Street crash of 1929, some people have written in and said, hey, we took your advice last year, got into crypto, and just did awesome. Well, there's a lot of crypto critics And that one pick I had, Cardano, I saw it and reported on it when it was at about $0.09. Cents. It's up to number four in the world today as we're doing this program. It's up at um, $0.79. Cents. It did went up $0.70. Cents. What is that? 10 to 80, almost an 8x. There are going to be fortunes made, even as the world is in in chaos there are going to be those that just shut down and wait to die and there's going to be those that are thriving who say you know what let the enemy come he can throw any curveball he wants at me I'm not going to lay down and die I'm not going to quit I'm not going to back up I'm going to occupy till Jesus comes
I'm going to continue to move forward. I'm going to build a house. Or I'm going to go to school. Or I'm going to start a business. Or learn a new skill. Maybe the job is gone. You learn something else. And there's going to be people that you're going to seek move forward. And there's going to be those that stagnate. No change next year from where we're at today. I don't want to be one of those. We always need to keep improving. We need to keep the right attitude. Now don't be in denial. Think that the world's going to go on like it always has. No, it's going to get increasingly worse and darker. But there are going to be those that shine bright for Christ, that do exploits, that have the joy of the Lord. And I'm not equating joy to financial success, no. Not at all. Be content in whatever station you're in, Paul says. If you've got a hot meal, a place to sleep, you've got some family around you, some people you love, you're a blessed person. All the rest is, is temporary anyway. You can't take it with you. You can take souls, but make sure our priorities are in order. Put the Lord first. And these other things, number two, but we cannot allow the enemy to get us just to sit down and die. To hell with him. He's already stolen a year, maybe stolen more from you and I. And it may be harder to do some things now. But where there's a will, there's a way. When I hear testimonies like Peter, doesn't mean there's not adversities. But dear God, is God asking us just to sit down and die? No, he's not. With God, all things are possible. To him that believe and are called according to his purpose. God, help us all. Loose your ministering angels. God, help us to stay encouraged. To put you first. To tune out the evil report. And occupy till you come. And when you do, you find us working. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you all, folks. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to be back tomorrow night. We've got the General Ivory Hopkins. Gary Stafford with a special guest. We're going to have John Gogan, Alan Binger, Gene Moody, Sheila Zelensky, and Verley Hobson. Tomorrow's the Seven Show Marathon. And then we're going to go right into um, a program with Elvis Newhart and David Measure. So I guess that's nine shows i got to do tomorrow. Then um, Thursday night, we're going to be back at 6 with Casper McLeod. We're going to be doing Wednesday night, excuse me, 6 p.m. Eastern every night beginning tomorrow. Through most of the month, I think through all this month, I've got maybe one slot open on a Wednesday. I still got to fill. We're going to be back. We're going to occupy until Jesus comes. We're going to be here and leave the light on for you. Encourage you to join us. Tell a friend about these programs and uh, keep us in prayer. Love you all. God bless you. Omega Man Radio has
has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved. Cast out demons and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of men's souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. 